Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Conti and Nick podcast. I'm Will Nicholson. I'm Gino Conti. And we just wanted to preface the very first episode uh, to let you guys know what this podcast is going to be. Uh, roughly, it's it's going to be a sports podcast. Like this first episode, we started talking about the NFL draft and our draft picks. Yep, absolutely. It's uh, it's going to be a doozy, folks. Yeah, pretty much all we're going to be talking about is different sports takes that we want to talk about, different opinions that we have. Might do a couple of guests in the the future, so hopefully you guys stick around. Uh, I also want to preface before we we jump right into our our draft our mock draft that there was a little bit of audio interference it's very unnoticeable it's very slight uh but if you do notice that uh, that's how the audio is a little bit different from now we did fix it but it was still a very very good episode so uh we hope you guys enjoy and yeah okay so we're gonna get right into uh our, our draft picks right now i made a list and uh gino made a list for uh, top top 15, right? Yeah, top, we have 15, 16? top 15. 15. Okay, so we have 15 picks coming in. Um, with my first pick, Jacksonville Jaguars, I think this one's pretty much straight up uh, slam Mac dunk. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <Mac Jones>. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I've, you got to go with the kid that everyone has been talking about since he was 16 years old from Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer is really good with young quarterbacks. I think this one's pretty straight up. I, I, I really I don't have much to say. I mean, we all knew this was going to – be the pick it's yeah. it's, it's nothing to say it feels very similar to the zion draft right for the nba where it it was the zion draft like yep. during draft lottery it's whoever got the first pick was taken zion and during the season this year we're like oh we thought it was going to be the jets for a while but it's trevor lawrence we've heard enough about trevor lawrence no no, no. <laughs> and, and one thing that you bring up a good point it's it's this wasn't a race of who gets the number one overall pick this was a race of who got to draft Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. That was, that's the thing. And, and for somebody to be that like huge, that important of a player, I think it's like, I think he has a future, man. I think he does. I don't think he's going to live up to the hype, like this much hype that he's getting. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have like success story like Philip Rivers, like Ben Roethlisberger. I think he'll have that good of a career. But, I mean, you're in good shape if you have a career like those. Definitely, yeah. And with Urban Meyer working with him too, I think that – you know he's good with young quarterbacks there's a reason that he's he's in yeah. jacksonville right now mm-hmm. i think that's gonna be good uh number two i have the jets taking zach wilson with their second overall pick um we saw with the sam darnold trade obviously they're moving on to a quarterback in the draft and with free agency i don't really see them doing anything they like zach wilson on pro day it's been reported that they're pretty sold on him yeah uh, i mean i got zach wilson too i want to talk about just real quickly how much I think the Jets have just screwed up this whole entire thing. I don't understand. They, they, they traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. We all know that. That's old news by now. Mm. But just by doing this, you have already set your franchise back about two to three years. Do you think so? Do you, I, mean, I, do you I think completely so? agree. Because do you agree that Zach Wilson, do you think that he is a day one ready like starting quarterback or do you think he needs time? I, I think Zach Wilson was one of the guys that needed time, and I saw his pro. He looked great in his pro day, right? Made great throws, but I I don't like a franchise where you're moving on to a new young quarterback every. It's very yes, like bad Cleveland Browns. It's like you're taking you're taking like two steps back and taking one step forward. You yeah. know what I mean? You're, yeah, like a step forward, two steps back. However, the saying goes, it's that this is like the problem that I have. By taking Zach Wilson, yes, like there is a very good chance that you have a very good quarterback on your hands in time. 
First of all, you need to get a good mentor. Right now, they do not have a backup or like a mentor quarterback. I'm surprised they didn't even keep Joe Flacco. And I think that's the problem with a lot of these these franchises who you see at the top of the draft. A lot. I, I didn't think Sam Darnold was a bad pick at all when they took him. I just think that he didn't have the right team around him. The Jets were awful last year. It's not only that. He was contaminated by the worst coaching staff in the league. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, Adam Gase, that man was incompetent. And the only reason that man ever had a job was because Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, the Manning brothers, yes. were just raving about him. And just because an NFL Hall of Famer puts in a good word for you doesn't mean independently you'll do a good job. And that's what pisses me off. I really think that Adam Gase was an awful, awful, god-awful hire. Because he, I believe like a week in, got the GM that was previously there fired. Like, who does he have naked pictures on, dude? <laughs> Who does he have naked pictures on? I, how does he have that power? I completely agree. I mean, we'll see this year, especially yeah. how Sam Darnold is going to look in a new team, in a new system. And people are going crazy over the Zach Wilson pro day. But he's making throws that Sam Darnold was making in the combine. Yeah, and, uh, yes. Sam Darnold has equally as good of an arm as Zach Wilson from what we've seen. But that could change. And don't get me wrong. I think Zach Wilson could be a great player in the NFL. I think that he could come in and, you know, maybe he does take the Jets to the next level. But overall, I just did, I didn't think it was a right move. And, 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 and let me tell you this. Like, this is like the draft, like, theory that I have. A lot of people are very, just take the quarterback, take the quarterback. Dude, most of the teams that have paid their quarterbacks are no longer in, like, serious Super Bowl contention. Okay, yeah. now, here I am. I'm not saying that, like, the Jets are going to be Super Bowl contenders. They're not even going to be playoff contenders, I don't think. By taking Zach Wilson... And by doing like taking another quarterback three years after you take the guy that you supposedly thought was going to be your franchise, you are now omitting yourself from taking a premier weapon like Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, or Kyle Pitts. You had four people who were considered elite NFL prospects, mm. and you are now taking a quarterback who is considered a developmental project instead of helping out the guy that you drafted three years ago. Yeah. What like what what sense does that make? You are under a new head coach. Robert Sala is known to be a great motivator. What is the deal? Like wh why is there no patience anymore? I completely agree. I I think for this pick to work out for the Jets, which it, it's looking like right now this is going to have to happen. Um they're going to have or it's going to happen, sir. They're going to have to go into the draft not only looking for quarterback for Sam or sorry, not looking just for Zach Wilson after moving from Sam Darnold. They need to be looking to put more weapons around uh, Zach Wilson. They need to go out. I think they're in the, the first round twice, I believe. I could be wrong. Yeah. If they're not, they should they should be in the first round twice because they need to go out. They need to get wide receivers. They need to get a tight end. You need to put weapons around Zach Wilson. He He's going to need weapons or he's going to, like Sam Darnold, see ghosts. Yeah. No. No, yeah. And and yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I agree with that sentiment. But my question is, why not put weapons around Sam Darnold? You know what I, I mean? Agree. Because I'm not saying that this is a waste of a pick. Because like I said, Zach Wilson may turn out to be very good. But a quarterback three years after you just took a quarterback, that's so to me that's so counterproductive as a franchise. I mean, it's I, I don't understand it. It's boneheaded. Four generational prospects potentially. Four generational prospects, and you were passing them up just because you were stubborn and wanted to take another quarterback. 
the Jets falling apart day by day. <laughs> we'll move on to the third pick here. Now, with this pick, I don't think that they should make this pick at all. But from what I've seen, I'm trying to go for the most accuracy in this mock draft. At number three, I have the San Francisco 49ers taking Mac Jones. We've heard that they like Mac Jones. We know the Shanahan system, the Kirk Cousins, whatever. They like a, a quarterback that can just manage the game. And I think that that's what they're looking for in Mac Jones. That's what Mac Jones is. Great player in Alabama. Won the uh, the championship this year, national championship. I really like Mac Jones, but I don't think I like him three overall. If I were the 49ers, personally, I would be looking for a Trey Lance or Justin Fields, who draft stock has fell for pretty much no reason. I mean, there's concerns. You want me to get fired up about that one, too? I'd love to hear your take on that one. <laughs> All right, well, hold on. We'll get into that a little bit later because I actually do agree with you that the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. I mean, if you just look throughout like recent history, Kyle Shanahan has coached Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think any of those two have been like accused of being good runners. I mean, have you seen uh, have you seen Matt Ryan run like Lamar Jackson? I have not in, in your I, lifetime. I can't say I have. Have you seen Jimmy Garoppolo run like Lamar Jackson in your lifetime? I cannot say so. Yeah, you know what? Neither can I. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think Mac Jones definitely. Um, it's a very safe pick because coming out of Alabama and like they do not have a history of actually of good quarterbacks surprisingly because they're known as like the pro style like offense and defense and program to go to if you're looking to go to the NFL but I mean I just think Mac Jones it like you said is accurate I think he makes the right reads uh the lack of starts and the lack of experience does concern me I will say that but I mean it, Kyle Shanahan is very good at constructing an offense. I mean, I think making Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard look good is an amazing accomplishment. And if Mac Jones is 50% better than those guys, I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah, my thing with the 49ers is, who with the quarterbacks too, whoever the 49ers are going to take, I think is going to be one of the best in this draft class, purely because we've seen over the years that when young quarterbacks go into good situations – Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, even Kyler Murray, I'll say for this year, they have success, right? We've, we've seen it. And the 49ers are, you know, bearing injury, a fantastic franchise to go to right now. I, I, I seriously believe that they would have been uh, still a Super Bowl contender had they have not sustained so many injuries. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Even with Jimmy Garoppolo, they were a good team. But y you think the people who have won – Super Bowls in the Shanahan offense have been Steve Young and someone else that I'm blanking on right now, but it has been the athletic quarterbacks that have actually won Super Bowls. That's why I'm a little confused why they're not going like more of Justin. Yeah, Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Uh, so Justin Fields, like I completely agree, should be the second pick first of all. But I, I, um, I, I think that Trey Lance uh, is more of a development project than Zach Wilson is. Yes. And Trey Lance, I mean, as much as Zach Wilson is being labeled a boomer bust, I think Trey Lance is that, but double. I and, agree. and that's the thing. Trey Lance is such an intriguing prospect, and I think that it's going to take like the right coach and the right like environment for him to succeed. But I do think San Fran would be that environment, so I do agree, like, why aren't they doing that? But, hey, you never know. If the 49ers did end up taking Trey Lance – it wouldn't be a thing where he has to come in and start right away like he would if he went to another franchise. They would be fine with giving Garoppolo 
another year and letting Trey Lance learn that system, which I think is the perfect situation for Trey Lance. The one problem with that, though, you're paying $25 million for a bridge quarterback. Mm. They, they might want to get that salary off the book. So that's why I think Mac Jones is the thing here because I think plug-and-play – is Mac Jones's yes. destiny in the he NFL. He seems like a pro-ready you know guy, I mean? doesn't he? Yeah. From he, what you've heard he about He seems him. the most pro-ready and has, I think, the highest floor, but I think he has the lowest ceiling. And that's I what think I, that's the best yeah, way to describe yeah, him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's what we got for the 49ers. Moving on, the Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't like all the quarterback talk that's going around. I think it's all a smoke show. I don't think that the, the Falcons will go at quarterback. I think that they are probably they should at least go defense i don't think they're going to do that though <laughs> i doubt they're going to go defense so i have them at number four taking t uh, kyle pitts giving matt ryan another weapon in the offense and we got to remember with the 49ers they didn't lose games last year because of matt ryan their defense was horrible they were letting up big plays in the fourth quarter and that led to a lot of you know the the chokes teams were able to come back on them in the fourth quarter because their defense wasn't as strong i would love for the falcons here to take micah parsons to have a talent like that on defense would be great for the falcons i think but i, I have him going kyle pitts because i think that you know he, he i like this pick too if they took it he would be a great weapon for matt ryan and that's what i think they're gonna end up doing so will we're four for four here we have our first Ooh. four picks we have our first four picks agreeing on See, I, I know that you would like them to take Micah Parsons, but he definitely has had some issues, uh, yes. like locker room issues that I think need to be addressed uh, within a proper organization in the team. We'll get to that later, Wink. <laughs> and I think that I think that they should take Patrick Sertain, the corner out of Alabama, because you just drafted A.J. Terrell last year. A.J. Terrell, Patrick Sertain, two first-round cornerbacks. I think that would be dynamic and a building block for your defense for at least the next five to seven years i don't like the whole oh for the next decade oh, oh. i don't like that whole thing i just like the five to seven years because you never know how players and contracts are going to end up going i think they should take patrick Sertain because like you said their biggest weakness is defense and it is not matt ryan but at the same time if you're sitting at the fourth pick how do you pick like how do you pass on somebody like kyle pitts exactly you know what i mean it's a big time talent. that's what and that's what i'm saying if kyle pitts i think first of all he is the best player in this draft I, I think he, I'd say maybe behind Trevor Lawrence, but I think I have him as the number two guy, definitely. And it's like I think he is personally, I think he is the most talented football player in this draft. I mean, if you do not take the most talented football, in my opinion, most talented football player in this draft, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Best player available at number four. It doesn't matter if you have Hayden Hurst. I mean, no team is gonna be like, oh, Hayden Hurst got a game plan for him. You know, <laughs> no, nobody's really losing sleep over him. People are gonna fear. The trio of Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones. Even though Julio Jones is, I would say, declining slightly. But people will fear that trio if Kyle Pitts is everything they make him out to be. Definitely. I, I totally agree. I mean, we want to see him go defense, but chances are they're probably going to get a nice shiny pick, put aside Matt Ryan, which I also don't have a problem with. They're just going to have to go defense later in the draft. Moving on to the Cincinnati, ooh, the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, I have them taking Penny Sewell, number five overall. They need to protect Joe Burrow. We can't see a talent like Joe Burrow, one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. He stepped in, and he did good in Cincinnati. He just did not have the protection that he needed. 
yeah, I wouldn't mind if they maybe went on Jamar Chase to put weapons around him and go offensive lineman later in the draft. But I think Penny Sewell is a true left tackle. He's going to change that offense if he goes there. He's a little bit of a raw prospect, but I think that he'll end up being a great offensive lineman. So I have them taking Penny Sewell number five. Hey, Will. We went five for five, didn't we? Five for five. Wow. (laughs) We went five for five, my friend. See, this is a very controversial take, okay? The most important position in football is the offensive line. Yeah. Any any position on the offensive line. It's not the quarterback. What is an offensive lineman without a quarterback? He's still an elite offensive lineman. What is a quarterback without without an offensive line? I agree. They should definitely go O-line here. I think this is pretty straight up. We all knew that the Bengals were going to have to take... A lineman. Well, I could see Jamar Chase. I could see if Kyle Pitts falls, Kyle Pitts. But I think chances are we're going to see either Sean Slater or Penny Sewell. Well, here's where it gets intriguing because you have Jamar Chase sitting right there. You know what college that Jamar Chase went to, right? I see with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yep. Him and Joe Burrow put up one of the most historically great offenses in college history. Okay? If you're there and you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you're like, I have a chance to give Joe Burrow his best target. I mean, Justin Jefferson, phenomenal. But Jamar Chase, if he was in last year's draft, he would have been the first wide receiver taken, in my personal opinion. So I think you're in a bit of a pickle there. But to me, it's a no-brainer. Because we go, do you make your guy happy by picking his buddy at receiver, or do you make him happy by protecting him? I think you protect him. When the offensive line does its job and does not get beat, the average quarterback rating is 75. That makes your quarterback Russell Wilson. Yep. When the offensive line does not do their job and does not protect, your your average quarterback rating is 40. That makes your quarterback last year's Carson Wentz. Do I need to tell you how bad Carson Wentz was <laughs> last year? You definitely do not. <laughs> yeah. We saw the games. Everybody here and everyone listening to this has a pair of eyes. No offense if you're blind. <laughs> okay? They saw how bad Carson Wentz was. So Atrocious. He was awful. Yeah, I think that's pretty straight up. I could see. I, I don't think the Bengals could mess this up. I can see them taking Jamar Chase, which would be a fantastic pick. But I think Penny Sewell has to be the pick here. We're going to move on to number six, where I have the Miami Dolphins taking Jamar Chase. Tua needs weapons. I think it's pretty straightforward. Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in the draft. Oh, excuse me. I think it's a pretty straight up pick. Jamar Chase, number six. Six for six, huh? No. Really? No. Who do you have here? I have them taking Devontae Smith. Ooh. I have them taking Devontae Smith out of okay. Alabama. So you got to you gotta bear with me here because I know that's a bit of a hot one. Yeah. So Devontae Smith, you know what college he went to. I'll, I'll use the same logic I used with the Bengals. You know what college Devontae Smith went to? Uh, Alabama. Yes. You know what college Tua went to? <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> okay. So it seemed to me last season that there was a lot of discomfort. Brian Flores was kind of going flip-flop, flip-flop with Fitzmagic. But Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. And I think that you need to make and you need to commit to Tua and say, we drafted you number three overall last year for a reason. You are our guy. Injuries aside, it's done. Two years, it's over, over in the books. You have Mike Gusecki. You have Devontae Parker. You can add Devontae Smith to that to that wide receiving core, and I think that would make a dynamic. Me personally, I think that he's better than Jalen Waddle. I know a lot of people go back and forth, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, and some people think Waddle is better. I personally think that Devontae Smith is a lot more explosive. I think that Jalen Waddle is, is a lot more elusive and quick, but I think in terms of pure explosiveness and being a wide receiver, the definition of a wide receiver, you can't go wrong with Devontae Smith. 
and you commit to your guy by giving him somebody who he had to throw to and one of his best partners in Devontae Smith, I think that makes Tua so much more comfortable in Miami. I uh, See, I agree with you. I really, I truly do like Devontae Smith. I think he's getting knocked a little more than he should for a Heisman Trophy winner especially. But the thing is, I have Jamar Chase here because I feel like he'll he'll fit the Miami system better, and I think Miami likes him more. I think he would be a great addition. Both these wide receivers are good, and I think whichever one Miami takes, they're going to be fantastic with. They just have to develop them. Yeah, no, no. And, and definitely, I, I think that Jamar Chase is the better receiver. So I'll, I'll agree with you, and I'll definitely give you that. My whole thing is, I just think with, like I said, the flip-flop between Fitzmagic and Tua, you need to make sure that Tua has no doubt in his mind that he is the guy because that could be put into a question after what happened last year, okay? And I think if you do that and give him somebody that was from his college, somebody who he got along with and put up great numbers and had great success with, I think that tells Tua, hey, you are the guy. We are bringing in your guys to help you out. You have a good offensive line. You have a great defense, and you have good coaching staff. Hey, it's all yours. We're handing you the keys. I agree. I think the Dolphins will be a very good team this year. We both had them go wide receiver there. And I think that's got to be the move for them overall. So we'll move on to number seven here. I have another wide receiver going. This is where I have Jalen Waddle going to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I'm seeing the, the nod from Gino. <laughs> QB alert. Ooh, really? Justin Fields. No way. Yep. That, yep. That's a big pick. I can I can actually see that. But I haven't gone Jalen Waddle because obviously we just saw them trade for Jared, Go Jared Goff, which maybe was more trading away Matthew Stafford. But I think that they need to give if, – if they traded for Jared Goff, I think they need to give him weapons. I could see Jalen Waddle going here. A lot of people like him over Devontae Smith. I could see the Lions doing that just to get a weapon – for Jared Goff. But yeah, I have them taking wide receiver here. So I'm rocking with Justin Fields because let me ask you a question, Will. Are you confident in Jared Goff when there are, are not adequate weapons around you? No, definitely not. Do you feel as though a wide receiver, uh, Jalen Waddle, do you feel as though he will be the catalyst and turn around that offensive like weapon system completely? I think he would be a great addition. I don't think he's a game changer. But I think he would be a good – he'd be the Kenny Galladay replacement, in my opinion. Okay. So, if my, my opinion, if he is not a game changer, he's not going to help Jared Goff, and he's not going to make Jared Goff be the quarterback for the team that you're looking to be. Okay, I understand that Jared Goff is expensive, and I talked about you don't want an expensive bridge quarterback, but I think in this instance it's different because Jared Goff, I believe – is a good guy to blame everything on if your offense is going to shit, okay? Oh, Jared Goff, it's Jared Goff's fault. Like, first-year coach, nah, it's Jared Goff's fault. You know what I mean? I think he would be a good scapegoat, and I think that Justin Fields, the pick, is a new, exciting prospect, and it, you're, tell, you're basically telling the fans, wait for Jared Goff to go. It's like, deal with Jared Goff for one year, and then Justin Fields, he is the savior, he is coming. I personally think that Justin Fields should be the number two overall pick in this draft. And I think because of COVID, because of everybody looking at more film because of extra time off, you know, you know, I'm talking about the lockdowns and everything. I think that people they think they're smarter than they really are. Looked at, at Zach Wilson and was like, oh, well, he did this and, and the cube in advanced analytics and second spectrum. No, don't give me that. 
Watch the games. Watch the games. Justin Fields is far and away clearly the second best quarterback in this draft. Zach Wilson had the best, one of the best offensive lines in college and faced mediocre opposition. Okay? That is atrocious that he is going to be taken number two. We already went over that, but you know what I'm trying to say here. Okay? I completely agree with you. Justin Fields has been knocked unfairly way too much in my opinion you're talking about a kid who at the end of last year we were debating who could justin fields be the number one overall quarterback and then it was pretty cut clear okay trevor lawrence is trevor lawrence he's going first but justin fields is second he would be going first if it wasn't for trevor lawrence and then it started to turn to oh well you know zach wilson and you know he's doing all this you're like okay justin fields three fine now people are starting to throw trey lance and out mac there jones. and mac jones in front of justin fields i think that's ridiculous i think we both have different directions for the lions going with these picks but i think overall we have the same mindset that they need talent on that offensive side of the yeah, ball no, absolutely yep they definitely do so and my and my thing is like like i said before people with the covid shortened season they look at zach wilson's pro day and they'll look at like extra film and like it be able to decipher and depict like these little things that zach wilson might have done better at one point in time but dude a pro day is a pro day Okay, let's be let's be real here. There aren't any there aren't any big linemen coming for you. There aren't any big boys that you have to look over. There aren't there isn't a linebacker coming down the A gap trying to absolutely destroy you. Okay? There isn't a cornerback or a safety trying to pick off whatever you're throwing or chase down if you decide to tuck and run. There's none of that. You're throwing on air. You're throwing to a wide receiver on air. If you are gonna be an elite NFL prospect, anybody should be able to throw on air and make it look impressive. Okay, to me, pro days and combines, unless you do something like that is off the charts, it means nothing to me. Watch the games, okay? You're not you're not gonna have 16 pro days. It's gonna be 16 games. And last time I checked, Ohio State was in the national championship or competing for a national championship. They were in the national they? championship versus Alabama. Yes, they were beating the out Trevor Lawrence, mind you. Yes, beating the number one overall pick. Yep. And I know it's defense, and Trevor Lawrence can't play defense, but you know what I'm trying to say. Work with me. Yeah, you know? I, I totally agree. I think Justin Fields would be a great pick here. Overall, the Lions just need talent on that offensive side of the ball, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they, they just need talent. Lions, man. Yep. Bite their kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to number eight here. We have the Carolina Panthers recently trading for Sam Darnold, which signals to me they're not going quarterback here. Many of them, many people, sorry, had them tra uh, taking Trey Lance with this pick. But I think now that you have your quarterback you got to protect the young ones. I have him taking Rashawn Slater here with the number eight pick. I think this would be a great pick. Uh, they already have a lot of offensive talent on the, the Carolina Panthers. So I think you need to maybe throw in a guy like Rashawn Slater who can – he plays guard, I believe, on the right tackle. side of the ball. Tackle. He's a right tackle, right? Yes. Okay. So I think I think that's what they need. They just need a solid lineman. He'll fit right in there. I think Rashawn Slater would be a great pick here. Uh, So I got Jamar Chase. This is the Jamar Chase pick? Yeah, so this is the Jamar Chase pick. So you traded for Sam Darnold, right? And I believe that Matt Rule and company, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator as well, they have a very long history of being able to build programs, being motivators, and p building programs from the bottom to the top. You know what I mean? But like building a foundation and building a good culture that everybody wants to go to. Sam Darnold is going to be rebuilt. He's starting from square one, almost as if he's coming out of the draft this year because everything that Adam Gase taught him needs to be, like, bleached, eliminated from his <laughs> mind immediately, okay? 
He has Robbie Anderson, and don't forget, Robbie Anderson was on the Jets. So that's like a security blanket and a level of comfort that he already has to go with a good coaching staff. If you give him Jamar Chase, who is, in my opinion, the best receiver in the draft, you give him a comfort level and you also give him a generational prospect, I don't see how you can go wrong there. And offensive line, I believe, I forget his name, it's blanking on me, but they did um, re-sign a tackle who was very under the radar and is actually sneaky, sneaky good. But... I think you can you can afford to give up a, an offensive lineman pick here just to make Sam Darnold comfortable. I, I would love to see Jamar Chase go here. Is that that's what you picked, right? Jamar Chase? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure. It's a long fifteen pick, it bro. Is. I would love to see a wide receiver go here. I think that would be great. Um, I think that they already have a lot of talent at wide receiver. Personally, Devontae Smith, I think, would be a good pick here, too. I am almost put him in here with my mock draft. But I think Rashawn Slater is would be a great pick for them. You need offensive linemen to protect Sam Darnold. You know the whole the meme with Sam Darnold, the I'm seeing ghosts. Yep. We don't need that in, in Carolina. <laughs> I think that with Christian McCaffrey, too, I think that this Carolina Panthers seems to be really good. I think this elevates them to the next level. So we'll move on to number nine here. The Denver Broncos. I got another quarterback going. This is where I have Trey Lance. The reason I have Trey Lance going here is it is time to move on from Drew Locke. They had the lowest completion percentage last year. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need... I don't know why just the way you said that. <laughs> it is time to move on. <laughs> it, it is just time to move on from, from Drew Locke. I've, had, I've seen about enough of him. He, he turns the ball over. And they tried to make him into a gunslinger last year. Cause, and I know this because I had Melvin Gordon in fantasy. And in the fourth quarter, they'd be throwing Hail Marys with Drew Locke <laughs> instead of running it out with Melvin Gordon. And am I a little mad about that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I do think that they do need a quarterback. Hey, I, They're I, ready to move on. I think we Lance. can all agree, though, the champion of that fantasy league was a deserving, a noble champion, okay. a man of honor. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have won if it wasn't for him, you know. <laughs> a very good point. So um, I actually, yeah, we disagreed there for a little bit, but I'm taking Trey Lance as well. Um, hmm. I actually think that Drew Locke has a chance to be a solid starting quarterback in the league. Not but, I mean, look at how what the Denver Broncos have done over the last couple of years. I think Corlin Sutton is a sneaky good number one wide receiver if he continues to develop. Jerry Judy, I believe, is going to be a superstar in I really the league. I really like Jerry Judy. Okay, I love Jerry Judy. And a lot of people are overlooking the other pick they made. I forget if it was the second or third round last year. K.J. Hamler, he is a good slot wide receiver. And you have Noah Fant to go with it. They have loaded up with young talent on offense. And if they continue to develop, they are going to be in a elite offense within a couple of years. And guess what? Trey Lance, I believe, needs a couple of years. If he pans out to what they need him to be, Trey Lance with those young weapons, because I think Noah Fant is excellent as well. I think Noah Fant is great. And they got that guy, Noah Egonabene or whatever his name is too. That's another low, like a high round tight end. I mean, and they have a good defense as well. I think they can stock up on it later because guys are starting to get a bit older. But Bradley Chubb is a great defender. Von Miller, when he gets healthy, is still very elite as well. I mean, I don't see how you can go wrong with a project here. Yeah, I think Trey Lance is a perfect fit in here because the Broncos are in, in no means in win-now mode. And I think a guy like Trey Lance would be great for this defense because the defense is the reason that they won pretty much any game last year. 
and all they really need is they, they need a game manager. They need a quarterback who can go back there. He can call the offense. He can take care of the ball, which is exactly what Trey Lance does. He had, he had no interceptions, if I remember correctly. I'll have to look. I'll have to fact check that. But I, have, very, I haven't seen it. He no. had a very low, if none, interception rate. And I think that's what the Broncos need. You need to get rid of these turnovers. You need someone who can go in. He's a versatile guy. He'll be able to run the ball. I think Trey Lance elevates the offense to just a whole nother level here. Hey, and something that's very underrated about this, if you draft Trey Lance, Drew Locke can be like, oh, man, I got a guy up my ass. I need to start performing. Exactly. And maybe you can get something out of Drew Locke as well. Yeah. Well, it's good we're back on the same page here with, yeah. the, with the Trey Lance pick. Well, we're not going to be in the next pick, I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. I can't <laughs> wait to hear this one. Number 10, we have the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are very, very, very talented offensively with das- Dak Prescott coming back, too. He has that new shiny contract. We know who's the QB there now. Everything's all settled. Now they need to get defense. If I were the Dallas Cowboys, I would be taking defense all throughout the first two rounds here that's what they need so with the 10th pick i have them taking someone who i think is going to be a star corner i have patrick sertan the second going here number 10 to the dallas cowboys <sighs> you know i completely agree with everything that you're saying but jerry jones i don't know if you've heard lately they're reporting that jerry jones is infatuated with kyle pitts mm. okay and if they do not make a trade to get kyle pitts i mean I think it's pretty clear that Jerry Jones wants more offense. And even though they traded and they got – I don't think they traded. I'm sorry. But even though they drafted C.D. Lamb last season, Jerry Jones is horny, horny for offensive talent, okay? (laughs) I think he knows how – he's 77, 78 years old. He wants to win through offense, and he wants to do it his way. I have them taking Jalen Waddell here out of Alabama, wide receiver. I mean, I, I personally do not think it's a good pick, but we have to look into the mind, and we have to step to put ourselves into Jerry Jones' shoes here. When, like I said, if he wants Kyle Pitts that bad and he's not able to get him, you can bet your ass that he is trying to get another wide receiver or another weapon to give Dak Prescott anyways. I mean, I don't see how, if you're Jerry Jones, just looking at it from his perspective, I think you take Jalen Waddle. I, I would really hate to see the Cowboys go offense here. Because I, I think I don't really think they need it. I think they have plenty yeah. of weapons on offense, but I could see them doing it. I just don't think it would be a good move. No, so no, I, I, I agree, don't hate I agree that with pick. You. I, and just for the record, I completely agree. I think it's a horrible, horrible move. Like they have late. You're just Van going for accuracy. That's yeah, what yeah. you think they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I, have I they, they have Leighton Van Der Esch, who I believe is a very good linebacker. Jalen Smith is a very good linebacker. Sean Lee, he's not what he once was. He's injury prone, but he is still solid and a good role model and a leader. Um, Trayvon Diggs, the second round corner out of Alabama last year, he started to show flashes towards the end of the season, and I think that he can improve under Dan Quinn, who was the new defensive coordinator and was an excellent one for the Seahawks before he became the head coach of the Falcons. But I mean, I, I mean, I just think looking at Jerry Jones, like how, like I said, how clear he's made it that he wants an offensive piece, especially like Kyle Pitts. I mean, I don't see how he doesn't take Waddle if, if he doesn't trade up to get Pitts. Cowboys are <laughs> in complete disarray with what they're doing in the draft. <laughs> we have no idea what it's going to be. Hopefully they go defense. I, I would love to see that team get stronger on yep. defense. Just have the Cowboys be good again. Cowboys fans need it. Uh, we'll move on to number 11 here. We have the New York Giants went out and signed a bunch of offensive talent. 
this offseason, trying to give Daniel Jones the pieces. And I like that. And I think they should keep the same energy of just improving talent on the team. And I have them going defense here, actually. This is where I have Micah Parsons going at number 12. I think Micah Parsons, obviously, he has concerns. I think he's a fantastic talent. And I think he could really go into this locker room and help change this defense to be a, a complete team. Oh, yeah. Well, if you listen to the reports in the locker room, I'll definitely change that locker room, all right? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. No, no. I, I do think that Micah Parsons is a good pick. Uh, however, I have uh, Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern, going here. Uh, Daniel Smith. Daniel Smith, what the hell? Daniel Jones. <laughs> I have a co-worker whose name is Daniel Smith, so bear with me here. But Daniel Jones, uh, he's made, it's made it clear he's your franchise guy. He is the guy that you are going with moving forward. I do not think he is a game-changing quarterback by any means. Um, I definitely think that he is somebody who y you could move on from if you really wanted to in your franchise, depending on how bad the guy you get, wouldn't be in that much of disarray. But, I mean, if you made a commitment to him, all right, more power to you. Take the tackle. Take Rashawn Slater. I like the uh, Andrew Thomas pick that they made last year. I think he had a rough go his first go around, but I think he's going to improve. I think Nate Solder, is he even on the team anymore? Do you know? I think so, yeah. Well, regardless, I think he's terrible. He, he, <laughs> he, he's absolutely garbage. You have Will Fernandez, who is a fantastic guard. He is a, like, punch-you-in-the-mouth type of guy and makes that run game going. I think that Rashawn Slater, I mean, you definitely would make it easier for Saquon Barkley coming off a, a catastrophic injury as well. Give him a guy to run behind. You have two pretty damn good tackles. I don't see how you can go wrong here. Protect your franchise and protect Saquon Barkley. I actually really like that pick, and I think if I didn't have Rashawn Slater going at number eight, I think that would be a great pick for the Giants to make. Protect your franchise guy. I think overall we have the, we have the same idea there. They need to – keep talent coming in protect the guys that they already have i had to maybe a little add in a little bit to the defense overall i think those were two pretty good picks and, right and, there. And, and as weird as it sounds joe judge got a lot out of like underperforming or like no not when say no name but average guys last year evan ingram I, yeah, became a pro bowler yes exactly yeah. evan ingram was a pro bowler i think that joe judge i'm talking on the defensive side though i think that he is somebody who is able to like maybe like bill belichick but not to that degree obviously just similar in, in being able to take guys who you don't really know or guys that might have been a disappointment and get the most out of them. I mean, look at James Bradbury. Where the hell did he come from? You know what I mean? And he was a pro bowler too, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. excellent. I mean, Logan Ryan was a free agent until July, and he played the best damn season of his career. Yeah. And he, what, he was drafted in, what, 2013, 2014? Something I mean, bad. for a vet to, like, fall out like that as a late free agent signing, especially, like, sprouting this much, I mean, that that's huge. And I think you can afford to pass up on the defensive side of the ball here. Protect the guy who you are committed to. The Giants going in a great direction, I must say. I really liked what they did this offseason. We're going to move on to number 12 here. The Eagles traded the number 6 pick to Miami to move back to 12. Miami moves up to 6, which to me kind of signals that they are going with Jalen Hurts. They're not going to take a quarterback. If they wanted to, they could have done that at 6. So at number 12 here, I have them taking Devontae Smith. This is where I have Devontae Smith. I think they need just a real wide receiver that can go out and make plays with Jalen Hurts. And that's where I think Devontae Smith comes in. I think he'll fit right into this offense. And Jalen Hurts will kind of have a guy, his guy, a number one target. And I think Devontae Smith can really change an offense. So I have him going here at number 12. So that is a good pick. Um, I do not see Devontae Smith falling 
personally. I mean, I think that as the league is shifting more towards an offensive system. I don't think he should fall, personally. Yeah. I think he will, though. People yeah. have a lot of questions about his size, so that's why I haven't fallen. I, I'm, I, I think that he's good. I mean, I, I agree, like, people have questions, people say this, but to me, that's just more of the scouts. Watch the mm-hmm. games. You know what I mean? Don't watch the pro days. Don't look at the fundamentals. If the guy can play football, the guy can play football, though. It's, I mean, it's, it's that simple. If you can play, you can play. If you can't, you can't. And Devontae Smith, by all measures, has been able to play football and has been able to do it under two very good quarterbacks, but two different quarterbacks, and two, like, a lefty and a righty. Yep. He has been able to thrive. And that He's is a an baller. underrated aspect. He's a baller. That is a very underrated aspect. All that being said, I have them finally here. My personal position, my favorite position, I actually coach it. Weymouth <laughs> High School, JV. Go Cats. Um, Patrick Sertain the second. Um, I think that I watched a little bit of Patrick Sertain's film. He is so smooth. He is able. He has just complete discipline, complete control, and complete command. He knows exactly where the hell he needs to be at all times. His technique is flawless, and I don't say that about a lot of guys. His technique is flawless. He is great. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a little bit biased. I can examine things a little bit different. I think Patrick Sertain is one of the most technically sound players in this draft, and he is a huge, huge pickup. Because they don't forget, I mean, Jalen Mills is not a world beater, but they did lose Jalen Mills, and he had that flexibility of being able to play corner and safety. So you lost a potential corner there in Jalen Mills. If you take uh, Patrick Sertain, I think that you have a lockdown corner. I like him a lot. And I think it's a damn tragedy that the quarterback transition and the whole <laughs> offense is taking over the league thing is bad. Because he would be a top five pick, in my opinion. I really like Patrick Sertan, too. I don't see him falling that far here. But I, I would love him in that defense. That would that would be a great fit. Uh, Eagles defense is always pretty good. Uh, so we'll move on to number 13. We have the L.A. Chargers. I would like for them to take an offensive lineman here. But the two really big guys are gone. And I think that they need improvement all over. I would like for them to protect Justin Herbert. But with this pick, I have them taking cornerback J.C. Horn. He's flying up flown, sorry, up the draft boards. Everyone really likes him. He seems like he could be a great number one corner. A lot of great corners in this draft. So I have J.C. Horn going here at number 13. Hey, me too. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got J.C. Horn going here. I mean, if you look at the secondary situation over in uh, Los Angeles, I was about to say San Diego, it's still a habit. Uh, Derwin James, excellent safety. When the hell's he been healthy? Not often. <laughs> <laughs> Not often at all. Casey Hayward, he was like close to being defensive player of the year a few years ago. He sucks now, but he got released, so whatever. He's gone. Chris Harris was a good number one cornerback for a while there. And, I mean, he's kind of getting on the back nine, so I don't really like the defense and the secondary relying on him. I don't know if you watch a lot of J.C. Horn, but I did watch a little bit of his film too. This guy is as physical as it gets. South Carolina has a reputation of having a very big and very fast and aggressive defense that just gets you and punches you right in the mouth. Punches you right in the mouth. Punches you right in the mouth. This is my first podcast. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, um, yeah, they punch you right in the mouth. I mean, San Diego, they hire Brandon Staley, which is a defensive-minded coach. I mean, you saw how good the Rams were last year. You need to get a guy with attitude, and you need a guy who can represent that style of play from Brandon Staley perfectly, and I think J.C. Horn is a hell of a pick. 
I really do like JC Horn going here. I think that would be a great addition to the defense. This this pick, I've actually, I will say, this is the hardest pick for me to make, believe it or not, at 14 with the Minnesota Vikings. At first, I had them going offensive linemen. I had them taking Christian uh, Dar, Dar, Darsa, Darsa, him. <laughs> I, I had them taking him. He seems like a great offensive lineman. People have really been pretty high on him. I actually, I'm going to switch it up last second here. Ah, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to switch up. I've been thinking about this is pick up and back and forth. And at 14, I have, I'm going to butcher this completely. The Notre Dame linebacker, Jeremiah Us. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know who you're talking about. I don't know how the hell to pronounce Car- it. Carmelo, I'm sorry. I pronounced his name totally hey, wrong. Hey, hey uh, if you ever turn out to be good and you somehow, someway listen to this, we're sorry. Apologies. <laughs> People have been really high on this kid, though. He seems like he, he would be a great fit. Uh, Minnesota could definitely use defense. I would love them taking defense right here. I could see maybe them going wide receiver or offensive lineman too. This is a tough pick because I don't really know what the Vikings are going to do in this draft. We haven't heard a lot from them. So that's my pick at 14. Okay, so that's a good pick. But when I look at the Minnesota Vikings, on all three levels of defense, you know the three levels, the linemen, the linebackers, and then the secondary. I think that they have very damn good players on levels two and three, linebackers and secondary. I think ever since they lost Linval Joseph, their big nose tackle who can stuff the run and was just a big presence overall and actually a very good locker room guy, I think they've been missing that oomph and that emphasis and haven't gotten a lot of knocks back up front. They need to get Christian Barrymore out of Alabama. This man is a tank. He is a true professional. He knows what the hell he's doing. He is a true plug-and-play type of guy. And if you take Christian Barrymore out of Alabama, I just, I just don't see where you can go wrong. You reestablish, in my opinion, the most important like level of defense, which is the first one. I mean, if you reestablish that, because you have Anthony Barr, who's good. You have Eric Kendricks, the middle linebacker, who's good. And you just signed Patrick Peterson. He's on the back nine as well, but he can still give you some good playing time and some good minutes. It sounds like I'm like I'm, I'm, like analyzing a basketball player. <laughs> but Patrick Peterson is still good. And then you have Harrison Smith, who's one of the best safeties in the league. So you're all set with the linebackers and the corners and the secondary. Take Christian Barrymore, reestablish, get those big boys moving up front, and I think wreck havoc. It's a pretty solid pick. I will say that pick is my worst pick by far. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched much Vikings football, and we haven't heard much from them in the draft. So that's a little bit of a confusing pick right here. I'm a closet Vikings fan. I will say this this next pick, number 15, our New England Patriots. I have a little bit of a controversial pick going here, too. If Justin Fields is going to fall because <laughs> of what they're saying about him, oh, let him fall to New England. I have the New England Patriots taking Justin Fields at number 15. I really hope he falls this far. And it's looked, it's looked like he's going to fall in the draft from what we're hearing. I don't think he should, but... I think it could happen. Justin Fields is a fantastic talent. Bill Belichick has said he really likes him, and I would love to see a new quarterback. Maybe sit behind Cam Newton for a little bit and then take over eventually. So uh, let me ask you a question. Yes. So if you're Bill Belichick, you're uh, you're sitting in the war room, and uh, you have Justin Fields and you have Micah Parsons both on the board. You know Bill Belichick pretty well, at least from a coaching perspective, right? Yes. Who's he gonna pick? I think he will take. He would take Micah Parsons, but I have Micah Parsons going earlier. Yeah. No. So I hear you there. Like you did have Micah Parsons going earlier. 
But if you have both of them in available at the same time, you best believe Bill Belichick's taking Micah Parsons, and that's who I have him taking. Here's here's my thing with that though. The Patriots have addressed a lot this offseason, right? Mm -hmm. They went out, they got John U. Smith, they got Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. They did a lot on the offensive side of the ball, and they got Jalen Mills and uh, Matt Judon. That's who I was blanking on. Judon's going to be excellent. I like Judon. I think they've gotten pretty much every need that they had uh, from last season. They needed a tight end. They needed someone to fill in the void that Gronk has left. The one thing that they have not done yet, which we all thought they were going to do, they haven't really addressed quarterback. Granted, they did sign Cam Newton, but it's an extremely team-friendly deal. It's, what, a, a one-year? It, it can with, be with up to $7 million. Of, With a lot of incentives. Yeah, so a if lot it reaches of incentive all incentives, base. I believe it's 7 or $8 million. To me, that's not committing to a quarterback at all. That is just getting a guy as a safety net. I, think, I really think that they're going to go quarterback in this draft. Because I, they've addressed everything else. I, I could see Micah Parsons. I would love Micah Parsons to come here too. But if Justin Fields does fall this far, I think that he would be a great pick for New England. I hear you, and and I definitely think that Justin Fields long term would be the smarter pick. But I mean, like I said, you gotta you gotta look here. This is Bill Belichick we're talking about. That's a good point. I mean, that we man- did say that about this off season though. The Patriots do never make big moves in offseason. They yeah, no, I get, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely give you that, ten, like 10,000%. I mean, when I saw that splash and all the signings we made, I was like, whoa, what is going on? <laughs> you know, but hey, and it, hey, I'm happy it happened. But I think Micah Parsons is, in my opinion, uh, one of the top two best defensive players in this draft. And I think he's being mightily overlooked. And, like, I know I was giving him shit earlier because of, like, the locker room issues. But if he can clean that up, and you know in a locker room like New England, they will release you immediately. They do not care how good of a player you are or if you were a first-round pick and they already signed you to a contract. They don't care. If you don't behave, if you don't look the part, if you don't act the part at work, or if you create controversy, they will release you. Okay. And I think that if you're able to hone a personality like that, and if you're able to say, hey, Micah, do what you do, but just don't cause issues. You get, like I said, either the first or second, debatably, like, best player in this draft. Like, I'm sorry, best defensive player in this draft. Yeah. I mean, I don't see personally how you can pass that up, but, I mean, I don't know. It's very tough if Justin Fields is there. But looking through the uh, like through the lens of Bill Belichick, he's taking Parsons. There is a saying with the Patriots, whatever you think the Patriots are going to do in free agency – they're going to do the opposite. Yep. <laughs> we yep. know how that yep. works. See, at this point, I don't even assume. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it up. If you uh, want to tell us why we're wrong, uh, feel free to uh, in our comments on YouTube. This is going to be a post on YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, down below is going to be a link to our Instagram. And hopefully, we're going to get this first episode up on Spotify. So, if you see a Spotify link, it's going to be on Spotify. Make sure to follow us, comment. You know, tell tell us why you think you're why we're wrong, really, because we we love to debate. So I started the podcast. But just remember, I'm always right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Of course. laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed episode one of the podcast. More to come. Uh, thank you and good night. Peace out. <laughs>